Hello everyone, my name is Jonathan Chan and welcome to IMCO in 5 minutes for May, oh no sorry, it's June the 2nd, 2020. And yes, we are still in the midst of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. I hope you're doing well in light of all this, um, doing well in uh, during our quarantine and during doing well during phase two of our transition in British Columbia. My prayers go out to all of you, especially to those who may have um, experienced hardships. And uh, feel free to connect with me uh, through our website at www.compiedisciples.com. If you want prayer, if you like to have conversation, to connect and find encouragement, please do so. I would love to pray with you, have a chat with you, and uh, hopefully I could provide some community for you as we journey this together, navigate the, through these uncharted waters. But let's go into our INCO. After watching the news about what's been going on around this should make our hearts ache. Not only has the COVID-19 pandemic forced many people out of their livelihoods, including maybe include yours as well, it has also created fear, anger, anxiety, and suspicion. Suspicion towards each other. And most recently, what has transpired were racist attacks against Asians happening here locally in our backyards. And then in addition to the COVID-19 global pandemic, we hear and watch in horror what transpired in Minneapolis, where a police officer willingly and intentionally murdered a human being who happened to be a black man, Mr. George Floyd, who happened to be on a Christian discipleship program in Minneapolis. He came from Houston and he moved to Minneapolis to attend a discipleship program. He was murdered by this police officer in broad daylight while four of his, these, while four of his colleagues, the police officer's colleagues, either watched or helped him hold Mr. Floyd down onto the pavement. And in the same week, we watched a viral video where a white woman clearly disobeying park rules by having her dog off leash called 911 because Christian Cooper, who happens to be a black man, video recorded her while telling her to put a leash on her dog. She called 911 in anger and yelled on her phone that an African-American man is putting her and her dog in danger. These events were not the only ones. Just a month prior, I, I believe a month or two prior, a jogger who happened to be black was shot for no reason. Again and again, these events revealed the long, ongoing, unresolved racism towards black people in America. And you know what? Personally, back to George Floyd, I'm also very ashamed to know that one of those police officers was Asian, which means racism does not reside in one particular race, i.e. it's not a white man's problem. Racism can reside in anyone. Think about it. When I say a person from downtown east side, what ethnic group 
pops up in our minds. See, I'm guilty of that too. Then came a bombshell from President Donald Trump, mobilizing not only what appeared to be the entire police force of Washington, D.C., he also mobilized the military to shoot rubber bullets and tear gas at protesters who were peacefully protesting so that he can have a clear path along with his entourage to go to a church that was clearly closed and boarded up so that he could have a photo op in front of the church with a Bible in his hand. Oh, and just to rub a little more salt on this, one hour prior to this, his photo op, he had two clergy and a group of parishioners who were praying with the protesters in front of the church removed as well because they were aligned with the protesters. He never notified the church or the priest that he was coming, nor did he ask for permission to take a photo op using the church as a background. The church and the diocese couldn't believe this, and they were quick to respond that they did not know, nor did they condone his actions. In fact, they even rebuked him on public television for using sacred symbols for his political gain. And this is where I will start my INCO today. As some of you know, I'm both an executive director of Company of Disciples and also a pastor at Crucible Church. Both ministries are now running virtually through the Zoom platform because of social distancing, of course. During these past few weeks of holding worship services through Zoom, I've been reflecting on what it means to be Christian. See, removing the ability to attend church and to sing and worship together physically with others provided me with a wonderful opportunity, I believe, to really dig deeper on what it truly means to be a Christ follower. There were several articles uh, that I've read about uh, Christians uh, really angry that uh, the government has not deemed uh, worship services as essential service. Even Trump spoke on that. Then when I uh, looked at my Facebook page and I made some comments, some of my friends even argued that church services are to be essential and that gatherings at church Sunday services are essential and essential and crucial to the Christian identity. Now, I'm not knocking on them on this because, hey, that's their opinion and this is my opinion. No one has the monopoly or the corner market of being right. And of course, they also provided really good theological, ecclesiological arguments for church gatherings. They even brought up the point about house churches being persecuted in China and how the first century church gatherings were the identity markers of Christianity. Granted, they are somewhat correct. And, they have a, and again, I emphasize that they have a right to their own opinion and so do I. But I wonder, does it really matter to be different on the basis of us attending church Sunday services? Like, is it really essential that we make the world know uh, that we as Christians personally make a two-hour sacrifice on a Sunday to attend worship service so that, oh, just for the sake of being different, just so that the world knows that we are Christian? Now, before I go on, this is really my opinion. You, whether you're watching or listening, may have another opinion, and that's wonderful. 
neither of us can can say we're right or entitled to determine who's right. But one thing we both should agree on is that we can learn from each other as we strive towards the truth. I'm a Hegelian fan, and Hegelian Joseph Hegel once said, it's all about dialogue. And here's my point I would like to elaborate on today in my IMCO. Going to church, attending worship service, carrying Bibles, or do we, or do, we do that even anymore? And doing religious stuff, I believe, are the lowest Christian common denominators. I believe this COVID-19 pandemic and what's going on right now and what Trump's actions have done is to challenge us to go beyond the lowest common denominators so that the world may know we are Christ followers. We're not just Bible pounding, Sunday church going, law abiding and hardworking middle to upper class citizens. In other words, going beyond going to church should be our emphasis. We have to go beyond the lowest common denominators. Here's what I mean. Let's take a look at some scripture and then we'll continue this conversation together. Matthew 25 verses 31 to 46. It goes like this, but when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and how and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, away with you, cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick and, or in prison and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. Ultimately, the one who decides who's Christian and who's not is Jesus. He's the one who desires to know whether we are different from the goats, and he has authority and the right to do so. In other words, getting people to know that we are different because we are Christian should not be our focus or concern. Yeah, we shouldn't focus so much on our efforts on trying to be just look different. In fact, the whole evangelist, evangelistic conversion and how people come to know Jesus, you know, all that stuff are all the work of the Holy Spirit. 
People are drawn to Jesus because of the Holy Spirit. Our job is not to quench the Holy Spirit or cause people to stumble or hinder the work of the Holy Spirit by our actions and behaviors. Now, some of us may say, how about evangelism? Well, what about it? So it's not important to have people know that we are Christian. Our priority is our own relationship with Jesus. Can Jesus recognize me? That question could cause a lot of anxiety, and some of us may have asked ourselves the question, am I really saved? Well, thank goodness that Jesus gave us some instruction as to how we know we are and whether or not he will recognize us in the end. It's found in Matthew 25. The pastor said that I read to all of us just now. To sum it up, Jesus will recognize us if we live a life that propagates justice, grace, mercy, love, and compassion. For all humanity, regardless of race, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of religious affiliation, regardless of gender, and regardless of sexual orientation. Those are the defining factors, factors that Jesus will use to determine who among those who claim to believe him as their Lord and Savior will enter his kingdom. So you're probably asking, so John, what's the role of the church then? Again, this is my opinion. Some of you may ha have what theologians would call high ecclesiology, i.e. a higher perspective of the role of the church. And some of you may have a lower ecclesiology, like myself. I see the church as an extension of God's love to the world, i.e. church is an apparatus that he uses to mobilize his people to propagate justice, grace, mercy, love, and compassion. I come from a denomination where we were founded on the foundation of being sent out. We were actually originally a missionary organization. We were never meant to congregate, but more about training people to live lives of justice, mercy, grace, love, and compassion. Maybe for those who are in the same denomination as I am, maybe this whole COVID-19 pandemic, maybe this whole situation in this, that's happening in the States, and maybe the actions of the American president, it's God's way of making us revisit our foundations and realize that we should go back to our founding roots. That instead of depending on church gatherings as our common denominator, as something that will distinguish us from others, i.e. a distinguishing mark for Christians, what should be our distinguishing mark should be this, that Christians go to the nth degree in living a life that propagates justice, mercy, grace, and compassion for all. One of my professors one time said, Christians should have a corner market in love. That's my opinion. I'm Jonathan Chan, and thank you for watching and listening. Till next time, please, I invite you to uh, visit my website at companyofdisciples.com, where our mission is to empower business professionals to live exemplary lives so that they can be exemplary leaders. Till next time, have a blessed week.